Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I wanted to get to something that everybody is talking about today. And look, this is a contentious topic. And it's because people are so protective over their family pets. And I understand why. We love our dogs. We love our cats, if you're a cat person. And we have to be honest about certain things. We really must be honest about the way things are happening to people when it comes to dog attacks. I'm just going to read this out. A 17-month-old baby has been killed after being attacked by a dog in a home in Liverpool. This is just on Monday. Merseyside police were called to the family home after reports that the girl had been attacked. An emergency service attended and took her to the hospital where she died later of her injuries. The dog was put down by the police under the Dangerous Dog Act and the forensics are now examining to determine the breed and the legality of the breed. Now, I'm not going to tell you what breed of dog it is. Well, neighbours have said what breed of dog it is. I don't need to tell you what breed of dog it is because the clue is in what I've just said to determine the breed and the legality, right? Because unfortunately there are certain crossbreeds in the UK that are banned. So anyway, so it clearly is one of those, a cross of one of those breeds, a pit bull type breed, most likely. And we don't know for sure. It hasn't been confirmed, but it certainly looks like that. The dog, which had been brought just a week ago, was handed over to the police when they arrived at the scene. Now, the dog was only bought a week ago a week ago, the child is 17 months old. Who buys a dangerous dog breed? Now, let's be clear. It's on the list of dangerous dog breeds, most likely. Who buys a breed? And a week later, within seven days, leaves a 17-month-old child on the floor with that dog. Who does that? Anyway, the county Anne's mother has spoken out in anger after a dog attacked her, by the way, as well, and her young daughter and her granddaughter on Saturday. Her dad was out with her two children when a dog latched onto her child's neck, dragging the youngster to the ground, and the child's grandfather wrestled it to get it off her. Again, this was another dog on the dangerous dog breed list. Now, it goes on and tells that whole story there, and I don't want to get into that whole thing there, but there has been numerous occasions recently where dogs have attacked and dogs have killed. And it does beg the question. Look, I'm not going to deny that dogs are part of your family. But should you really have some breeds at home if you have young children? And are there some breeds you just, that just aren't child friendly? I mean, the Control of Dog Regulations 1998 state the following breeds and their crossbreeds are termed as dangerous dogs in the eyes of the law. Dublin Pinchers. Bulldog, Rhodesian Ridgeback, German Shepherd, Bull Mastaff, Rottweiler, American Bull Terrier, English Bull Terrier, Staffordshire Pit Bull Terrier, uh, Japanese Akita, Japanese Tosa, and Bandog. And if you look at the stats, you know, we, people we, they get all defensive. Or oh, my Staffy wouldn't do that to anybody. And I'm sure your Staffy wouldn't do it to Staffies are lovely dogs, provided they have responsible owners. But they're powerful dogs, they're like machines. Pitbull breeds, which the Staffordshire Pitbull is in Europe, not so much in America because they have the American Pitbull. Pitbull breeds are responsible where you have the highest rate of fatalities of dogs, which is in America, by the way. They are responsible for the death of more people than every other breed put together. And that is a fact. Now, there's a million reasons for that. It could be the owners, because let's be clear about it. I don't have to tell you this. The majority of Staffordshire Pitbull Terrier owners are probably decent people. But sadly for the breed, they have a stigma attached to them because it's the scumbag dog of choice, isn't it? The majority of you who own a Staffy are probably fine, decent people. But sadly, the scumbags choose to own those type of dogs, which is give the dog a very bad reputation. So the question is, are there some breeds that are just not family friendly? Let me know. The number is 87 188 That's 87 188 I want to go to Noel first if I can. Noel, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Noel, when I see these stories, you know, there one in County Antrim there over the weekend and this young 17-year-old mauled to death by a dog. I'm sure for you that brings back some memories. Well, it, it does. 
um, it was only last Friday week um, that I was walking down the, the leaf fields in Cork and um, I was just walking my dog that we were just mourning the death of our um, 16-year-old Shiba Inu dog and I have another Shiba Inu who's 13 years of age. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it's quite difficult. Um, I know, I know, because they, they become part of the family, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's a very, very beautiful dog. And yeah. Shiba Inus are beautiful dogs anyway, and very, very affectionate and quiet. But um, we were just walking along, and I had my dog in the lead, and next thing, all of a sudden, these two um, dogs uh, uh, approached very, very quickly, and... One of them pinned my dog down, and <clears throat> in the ensuing violence, I tried to. There was two of them, and uh, I tried to uh, free out my dog and save him because he was obviously uh, being being attacked very viciously by these two dogs. And um, you know, trying to separate them, one of them um, t- took a, a bite off my off my finger. It actually severed my finger. Well, while you were trying to remove the dog from your dog, yeah. he bit your hand, yeah. Yeah, and um, it was quite, um, I knew straight away he had um, severed the finger because I could. I knew, you know, when your finger is severed because I looked up in the light and it was gone, you know. Yeah, so, yeah I've seen this is the ring finger on your right hand. On the right hand, yeah. yeah so. Um, and he literally bit it off. Oh, he bit it clean off, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. And like these dogs were roam, roaming freely, you know, yeah. which was very disturbing because. Uh, and did, and I, did it, was there any owners in sight at all? Well, there was uh, four people there, there four young people, and um, in, in fairness, I got one of them to pick up the finger, and I said, "Listen, oh no, you need to help me out here, guys, because I'm in big trouble. I lost my finger, and I need to get to a hospital." And um, I, I believe I believe you're on blood thinners at the moment, so your medication. Oh, I am, yeah. So I that am that's all, yeah. okay. So that was a dangerous situation, and you're now in, obviously. It was in that yeah. situation, but in fairness to one of them, he he, he wrapped my finger, and um, and they took me over to the garage, O'Reilly's garage, and it was on the straight road in Cork. So we waited there. The girl that was with them had phoned for an ambulance, and um, you know they, they they were quite helpful, you know, but. Um, yeah. Um, I waited quite a while for an ambulance and um, eventually an ambulance came along who they were going for their coffee. So I asked them, you know, if they could look after me because I'm in a bad way here. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, they they did. They took me to the hospital and from there on, I just. So what, what firstly, let's get to your finger. I mean, did they yeah. manage to sew it back on? Pardon no, me. they didn't. No. Um, I kept it on the jar. I was standing there for about three hours in the A&E. Okay. And I was in absolute agony. I can imagine. This. Yeah, so... Um, and and what they, was the, what's they, the faith of Norby, your dog, who was attacked by these who were American Akitas, I believe? Well, I yeah. think it was a bull. You, met, you mentioned a breed there, which was a bull um, terrier, an American bull terrier. I think he's the one that actually took my finger. Oh, the, um, the, this is the sta- was it a Staffordshire bull terrier? Is that, is that, no, it was oh, an American uh, bull terrier. Okay. It was an American, yeah. Okay. And, and the other one was a, an American Akita. Okay. So that's a hybrid breed. Yes. It's not a Japanese Akita because I kind of know my dogs. I yeah, love, yeah, I yeah, love dogs yeah. and I love breeds. And, um, so um, it w- would have been the bull, the bull terrier would have done the, done the, the bite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so how's, how's Norby, your dog now, after you've been came to the ground? He's shook. I couldn't take him out anymore. He's just absolutely, absolutely terrified. He saw a small dog recently and he just, he just shivered. He just stopped and absolutely mm-hmm. froze when he saw this small little um, Bichon. Yeah. And I was thinking, I better take him to very quiet places now from here on, you know? Right, okay. So he obviously has severe anxiety now of the, and fear because dogs, like human beings, you yes. know, they have fear too. And, and you know, when that, something like that happens to quite which is quite traumatic for them as well. Oh, you know, they, they will, yeah. they, obviously, they'll have yeah. fear the next time they go out. And of course, he's missing the other dog as well because he just died, you know. Yeah, so yeah. He, he, it's a double whammy for him, really, you know. Yeah, so, I know. And, and again, I'm sorry for that because I, I know how difficult it is for you, but particularly, you know, with your own dog that passed away only recently. And, you know, yeah. for many people, it's like losing a member of the family, particularly when you've had them a long time. Oh, they, yeah. And they oh, become so close to you, you know what I mean? Oh, I love dogs and I, I, I really miss her, you know, because yeah. she's waited for me for 16 years. Yeah. I said, you know, yeah, every day coming home, you know. So 
And what, sorry, what was the name of your dog that passed away? Kiko. Okay, okay. Kiko, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the end, so you spoke to the individuals who owned the, own the dog, and did you say to them, like, why, why well, did I didn't you? know it was, I, I'm actually not sure who owned the dog. Okay. Because um, there was four of them there. Two, one of them took away the dogs, obviously, and had to because they wanted to kill Norby. So, um, so I didn't see any more of the dogs. Um, mm-hmm. And then my brother, Yui, came along and, and, um, and uh, took my own uh, fellow away. I phoned him to take Norby home while I went to the hospital. Yeah, I'll tell you, so, Nor- um, Norby is lucky to be alive. He is, yes, yeah. absolutely, because, yeah. I mean, but he's a robust fellow. Yeah. yeah, if they had got him by the throat or whatever, you know, they could have killed him, you know. Oh, well, he had him by the throat, but in yeah. fairness, the, the, the owners of it, or the people who were there, they they helped to get him off as well, so. But it was a bit too late for both of us, you know. And poor Norby is now terrified, yeah. of course. He is, the poor fella. He's a, yeah. such a beautiful, placid, quiet dog, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in a bad way, and obviously it's trying to uh, trying to keep him at home now as much as you can, trying to not oh, expose yeah, him yeah. to any I'm, other I'm dogs. Taking him for, I'm taking him from a little a little holiday back to Castle Gregory now for a few days. So ah, that, well, maybe that will do him. The, maybe that will do him the world of good, where he's not in familiar surroundings. I suppose. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. it, 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 we really have to ask the question today, particularly after we've seen this fatality in the UK again. By the way, we had a fatality yeah. here in, in Ireland yeah. last year as well. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, it doesn't happen yeah. too much in Ireland, but in the UK it's quite common now, and it is always. Yeah. I, I looked at the list today because I wanted to be fair, and I know people give out to me because people own Staffordshire Pit Bull Terriers and they yeah. own American Bull Terriers and they own, you know, Rottweilers and and these other dogs that are on the list. Yeah. And and I looked up there today, uh, the, and it gives you a list of all the people that had been killed in the last twenty years by dogs, and it tells oh, you the, and it tells you the breed of dog, and it was just yeah. Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, mm. Rottweiler. Alsatian, Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Rottweiler, Staffordshire Bull Terrier. It's the same dogs over yeah. and over again. Now, yeah. I'm, I don't want yeah. to suggest for a minute that other breeds don't attack or other breeds don't bite. But the problem is mm. with certain breeds, like the Staffordshire Terrier, they're a very powerful dog. They are. I mean, for, for a dog to bite his finger off, clean off, mm. he's a strong dog. I mean, you can get a bite, but to clean, uh, absolutely sever a finger is is quite frightening as well, you know, that he can actually have the strength to do that. So when you kind of reached down, were you trying to pry his mouth off, Norby? No, I wasn't. I was just trying to just reach. I made a big mistake of a career, a very bad career move by doing so as well. Yeah. Because I specialise in back pain and I need my fingers pretty badly, you know. Of course, yeah. um, No, I, I was just trying to get my own fellow up, you know. And does that does that mean you're kind of out of a job now because of this? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And there's no comeback either. No, 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 certainly not. No, no. And, and you know, we take our fingers and our toes and those kind of extremities for we just take them for granted that they're, they're always there. Absolutely. You know, I remember yeah, my own yeah. father lost a finger in a printing press many years ago, and when you when you look at his hand, you you wouldn't notice, but only four. He only had four fingers on one hand, but yeah, he used to tell yeah. me how he thought the finger was there. Even though it wasn't, because your nerve endings are still there, and you go well, to pick, you go to pick up things, and yeah. you just can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd expect the pain to be going after a couple of weeks, but the pain is just as bad. And what, like, it's just, are you on painkillers at the moment? I am, yeah, I'm yeah. on painkillers. But you know, I wake up at night with pain; it's quite, quite severe. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and how? I mean, but, apart from the pain, and apart mm-hmm. from losing your finger, which is so traumatic. I mean, how were you feeling? I mean, you must have got an awful fright apart from anything. I'm absolutely terrified to go for a walk. Yeah, I'm abs- and I love dogs. I love mm. all breeds, but yeah. petrified to go for a walk. Now, I can understand you know? that. I can absolutely yeah. understand that. And see, people, yeah. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, people have the best intentions in the world and they bring their dogs out and they like to let them off the lead so they can run. And of course, dogs love a bit of freedom, you know, running around. Of course. But the, there of has course. to be a level of responsibility. Well, for that breed anyway, um, it's very important to keep them uh, on the lead because... Well, they're meant to be muzzled. Are muzzled, absolutely. By law, by law, they're meant to be muzzled. By law, they should, yeah, Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. And I've had numerous people come on the show and say they won't muzzle their dogs because they believe it's cruel. And I go, well, which is crueler, Mm. muzzling your dog or somebody like you, Noel, losing your finger. Exactly. You you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have the dog muzzled. it's good to highlight it as well, Niall, because as I say, you know, people need to be aware that this can happen if this was a child or if it was an old lady with, with her 
with her little dog or chihuahua or bichon or whatever, uh, it would have been extremely traumatic for, for, for uh, you know, Mm. Um, oh, I can only imagine. I, I did have a, I did have a chap on the show. I think he was from Kulak, going back about yeah. three years ago, and he had a little West Highland Terrier or something small like that. And again, yeah. it was attacked by a staffy, and it was mauled to death in front of him. Oh God! And that's he said awful. he said it threw the dog around like a rag doll. Oh yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, so sad. Oh, the man was broken hearted. He was crying here on the radio. Oh, he was yeah. broken hearted over his dog, and he tried his best. He said, "I kicked the dog. I hit it. I did everything to yeah. try and get it off." But he said nothing was going to stop this dog that killing. That's awful. That's a sad yeah. story, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad. So, so what's no? What is the solution? Because I don't want to. As much as these dogs already have a stigma attached to them, because sadly, mm. the problem with these dogs is it's not so much the breed; it's the owners. The owner. Yeah, the owner. Yeah, it's the and owner. Absolutely. Yeah, they they do seem to be the dog of choice for certain types of individuals. And, I'm, and again, I don't want to say that every individual that own, owns one is a bad person because they're not. But unfortunately, yeah. for the bad individuals out there, they, if they want a dog, this seems to be the dog of choice because they're powerful and they're dangerous. Um. So yeah. so yeah. what's the solution? We already have a dangerous dogs list, and they're on that. And according yeah. to the law, you must be over sixteen to bring it out for a walk. It must be on the end of a lead, and it must be muzzled. But people just don't seem to do that. So are we just not taking the law seriously? Enough? With, with the camp police, that's the problem. I mean, the, you couldn't have somebody monitoring those dogs on the Lee Fields in Cork, where, you know, that's just a very common place for people to walk the dogs. Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is that you can't police it. And that's the issue. Because as you say, people walk their small little dogs and they're, they, you know, they're lovely. Most dogs are lovely, to be honest. Yeah. You know, but, uh, do you know what? All dogs are lovely, to be honest with you, really. Yeah, they are, yeah. Unless, unless, unfortunately, some people just let them out of control or train them very badly. Correct. You know, and, and, the, and the problem is, is that, you know, your little Bichon Freeze or your little Westie or whatever it is, even if they're dangerous or vicious or not family friendly, if they bite mm. somebody, the worst case scenario is a few stitches. But, you yes. know, if a yeah. staff or a Rottweiler or a German Shepherd bites somebody, unfortunately, they can take a life. Absolutely, yeah, and it'll happen again, and you know, I mean, but I, I don't know what the solution is, but it's it, it's a, I, I'm very grateful that I can highlight the fact mm-hmm. that this can happen, and maybe somebody or something or some authorities will do something about it. You know? No, I know you've gone through a really yeah. bad time. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could. You could have could. lost an arm. You know Absolutely. what I mean, uh, and you could have been mauled very badly, and 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 I'm yeah. glad from that point of view everything's okay from that, and you're you're talking to us today, but sadly yeah. your your career is over. Um, it's pretty much for certain things, but yeah. I might be able to do some other stuff in the meantime, in, yeah. in the future. You know. Well, hopefully, hopefully the pain goes away, and hopefully you can learn to live with the missing bit of your finger. Sadly, and I hope the pain yeah. goes away very soon. And no, listen, thanks for highlighting us. I appreciate you coming on the air and talking right. to us. Thanks All right. very much indeed. Now. All right, see Thank you, Noel. Bye. Okay, you thanks. Bye. There you go. No, walking his dog, minding his own business. Uh, he described the dog. It was a pit bull breed. It was an American pit bull. He believes because he knows his dogs and likes his dog. The other dog was, was an American Akita. Um, but it was the pit bull breed that attacked his dog. He tried to remove it, tried to save his own dog, Norby. And the dog bit his finger clean off. That's how powerful their jaws are. Clean off. His finger was on the ground. A person had to pick it up for him. Unfortunately, he couldn't be sewn back on. He works on people's backs for a living. So, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to do that very well anymore. So, that's a career possibly gone as well. All because somebody can't control their dog. And all because... A particular breed of dog is quite a powerful, dangerous dog. And we have to accept that. But let me get back to the story in the UK. A 17-month-old baby on the floor in the house beside a dog they only have a week. Again, they haven't confirmed the breed of dog, but the the clues are in what they say. And the police said they're trying to determine whether the breed is legal. Now, in the UK, the only breeds that are illegal are pit bulls. There are certain pit bulls that are illegal. So they are just trying to determine which breed it is. But I think we can all guess. Neighbours have already suggested what it is. And again, I don't want to put the stigma on the dog because loads of people are sending me pictures of their staffies and I'm delighted to see your staffies and if you're a responsible owner of the great dog but just don't have them around kids as far as I'm concerned. And the number's 087-188-008. I'm asking, are there some breeds of dogs that are just not 
dogs you should have when you have children. Yeah, just reminding you, by the way, if you are looking to upskill, change your job, get a new job, maybe you're unemployed and you're looking for a job, whatever it happens to be, there's a great opportunity for you this week. On Saturday, March the 26th, that's this coming Saturday, Croke Park, all the employers will be there. Ireland's leading employers will be there looking for people because they need people. So you can get a free ticket if you want to go along. You never know. You might get offered a job. You might be there. Or well, certainly you'll get some tips on doing your CV and all that kind of stuff as well there, by the way. And you can get a ticket. The tickets are free of charge. So you can go along free of charge. And all you've got to do is register. Just go on to jobsexpo.ie to get your ticket. All right. So it's jobsexpo.ie. Good opportunity. If you're looking to change. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever think to yourself, I'm sick of this. I think I'd love to do something new. Line in the sand, you know what I mean? Start my life again. Actually, where we go? Come on, we go, we go work in Tesco's. Come on, shag it. Abby, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Abby? Night, how are you? I'm not too bad. I'm a bit hoarse now at the moment. I have COVID. But... Oh, are you all right? <laughs> I'm not too bad. Just sore throat and headache. Right, and do you know who you got it off? Do you know who to I blame? Do. I do, I do. <laughs> my <It's> daughter. <laughs> do you know what the first thing that happens when you get COVID or you get a positive test, which I got about six weeks ago there, is you go, Jesus, who did I get that off? I blamed Ruth yeah. outside, by the way, but it wasn't her fault, but I blamed her anyway. And, no, then, and, then, you start, and then you start thinking, who have I given it to? <laughs> and you start feeling guilty. <laughs> uh, well, I was out of so it's either that or my daughter's son today. But anyway, but look, be, hopefully you'll be all right. It seems that yeah. most people are getting a mild cold, really, yeah, to be honest with all. you. That's all. That's all. Um, the dog situation. I'll just tell you a little story. Uh, my own experience. We A few years ago, when my kids were in their late teens, I had, um, we got a beautiful collie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was gorgeous. Absolutely friendly. Lovely. Old enough, you know, the kids able to be out in the garden playing with everything. We had the dog about a year, and one night um, a few neighbours called in, their daughter, who was 20, sitting on the sofa. Now, the dog didn't sleep or hang out in the house, but the dog just came into the kitchen, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the dog just changed in a split second, growled and went for her. Wow. To attack her. And only for, like, she, she was actually in a very vulnerable position. She was sitting back in the couch. And only for her dad, that being in a standing position next to her, I'm sure he would have. have so he grabbed her. the dog, obviously. He screamed. I mean, we all got such a shock. It was right. absolutely horrific. Horrific. But that dog turned completely vicious and went for her for absolutely no reason. Nothing. And you'll never know. See, with dogs, I will it, could, never it could be know, a sound, could it could understand. be a smell, it could be a tone of their voice. Never it could understand be anything. what happened. Yeah. Never, anything. ever understand. That dog was gone the next day. Mm. I couldn't take the chance. But yeah. I just don't think, now they're older. Now, God forbid, if he had attacked her and she was here on her own or whatever, I mean, at least she'd have some bit of a chance of standing up and defending herself. But I can never and never will understand how people can mix dogs with small babies, small kids. I know, I know collies, by the way, because I remember talking to a vet on the air going back some time ago, a couple of years ago, but they were doing this thing of research into what dogs are most likely to bite. Now, that doesn't mean what dogs are most likely to maul you to death or kill you, but most yeah. likely to snap at your bite, and collies were top of the list. Yeah, but um, this was more than that he was going to snap at her. I mean, he, oh, yeah, he was going to attack. And he showed he was going to attack. He was. Yeah, he showed his teeth and, yeah. Yeah. And growled and went for her, you know. Yeah. But I just don't. You must have got an awful fright, did you? Oh, we got an unbelievable fright. We adored yeah. the dog. The dog yeah. had never, in a whole year, shown any signs of anything. Yeah. You know. But besides that, Niall, I just don't believe that you can trust any dog with a small baby. A small child is defenseless. See, this is this is what I can't understand. When I do this topic, and I mentioned this last night too, every time I do this topic, people send me in WhatsApp pictures, and I can see them on the screen here in front of me. Of their dogs on the bed with the baby lying on they top make of them. Me sick. I and I'm going, will you please it. stop sending me these pictures? Because it's grossly irresponsible. I don't care how much you love your dog and how much you trust your dog. The best dogs in the world, the most trustworthy dog in the world, at any moment could just turn because they're exactly. unpredictable. Exactly. Mm. It's just disgusting to see a small baby snuggled up to a massive dog with captions like, oh, you know, they love each other. He's so protective over her. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, 
I just would never, ever understand just the mentality. There was a, a story I mentioned last night. We covered it on the show about four years ago. Some people might remember. It was an American couple and she had just had a baby. She came home from hospital and the two, herself and her husband, were sitting on the bed with their brand new baby on the bed, doting over the baby. And they also had a family pet, which was a pit bull. And it was sitting on the bed. They had the dog 10 years. A dog had never bitten anybody. The most friendly dog in the world. The wife sneezed. The dog got a fright and bit the baby on the head. The baby died instantly. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah, could you, how could you live with yourself? Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's happening too often. Like, it's another story about another child being attacked by the family pet. 80%, you know I mean? 80% like, of fatalities by dogs around the world are children under the yeah, age, under yeah, the age yeah, of seven, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so who, who's going to do something about it? I mean, mm-hmm. there should be a law that you can't have a dog, especially a dog like, like the one that attacked that poor little child. There should be a law that you can't have one of them. Well, well, in, well, in this particular case in the UK, there actually is a law. Um, because the police are examining it at the moment for forensic reasons, but they do believe the dog is illegal. So most likely it is one of those dogs that are banned, uh, which is those particular pit bull mixed breeds. Um, but why would they get one in the first place? This is what I don't but, understand. Here's, here's the thing. They only bought the dog a week ago. So you buy a dog that's known to be, a, you know, a powerful dog. Exactly. And, and a week later you leave a baby on the floor beside it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just doesn't make any sense to me. No, no, it's it's... It's mind-boggling, absolutely. But it's—I don't know. I just can't understand. But dare dare you even say that you believe the parents are irresponsible and you'd be deemed to be insensitive? But there you go. I know. I know. My sister had a friend in England, and she had this awful, ugly-looking, big black dog, and she used to let the dog mind the baby while she was out in the garden and everything. Mm. It was just unbelievable, absolutely ridiculous. And she swore and still believes that the dog would never harm a child. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even. Yeah, no. Look, and again, again, I want to defend dogs. That most dogs are beautiful. They're wonderful. They can be very protective over children as well. And some dogs are good family pets. But unfortunately, I I believe that certain dogs and certain breeds, unfortunately, are stronger, more powerful than others. And if they do turn, because they're all unpredictable, every single last one of them are unpredictable that certain breeds will do a lot more damage than others. Abby, listen, thank you very much indeed for sharing that story for me. Uh, loads and loads of people texting in and WhatsApping in. The number is 087-188-0008. Let's hear some of your messages here. Hi, Niall. I can't come on right now. Um, I am an owner of three dogs. I have a German Shepherd, a Jack Russell and a Terrier. Um, if a child was ever to come into this house, um, under no uncertain terms would any of the dogs be left unattended with a baby or with any young child um, to be really honest with you I trust them like absolutely 100% but at the end of the day an animal is an animal they should not ever be allowed to be alone with a child um, like babies especially they can mistake them for squeaky toys or you know uh, like a smaller animal and it's just it could just be carnage I just don't agree with people who leave their dogs alone with children at all 100% a no-go area dog owner love them german shepherd one of those breeds that you have to watch all the time love her to bits so placid so friendly wouldn't trust her with a child see there's common sense she understands the dog is it you know is a powerful dog she trusts the dog she loves the dog but she wouldn't trust the dog with a baby the dog would probably be fine he'd probably lick the baby but the problem is, if the dog changes its mind suddenly, it's all over. And that's your fault for being irresponsible. Please, please stop sending us pictures of your baby lying on top of your dog on a bed or whatever it is that you're sending. Because all I'm, I'm thinking when I'm looking at it is you're an irresponsible person. See, some of you are not really thinking logically today, are you? Uh, hi, Niall. Uh, I have a Doberman uh, and a small Yorkshire Terrier at home. The Terrier would be more likely to bite. Saying that, nobody should ever fully trust a dog. See, that's not a logical statement. And I'll tell you why. Because if your Yorkshire Terrier bites a child, your Yorkshire Terrier most likely is not going to do a huge amount of damage, maybe draw a bit of blood, a couple of stitches at worst, at worst. If your Doberman bites a child, it could kill it. 
That's the difference. That's why we refer to breeds. This idea that, oh, would you stop picking on breeds? I'm not picking on breeds. I'm telling you the obvious. And the obvious is that some breeds do more damage than others. And unfortunately, for those who own staffies and pit bulls and pit bull terriers and those particular breeds, your dog is right up there at the top. And your dog is responsible, well, not your personal dogs, but the breeds of dog are responsible for killing more people in the world than every other breed put together. And that's it. I have it here. It's statistical fact. I'm sorry. Let me just go to Anne. Anne, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Anne? Hi, Niall. How's it going? Good, Anne. Sorry, I get a little bit frustrated when people get overprotective. No, but I'm I not, agree with you. But I'm I not having a go here. I'm just saying logical. We need to be logical. Yeah, but it is logical. Like, you cannot have small little babies around big staffy dogs with their big joker mouths on them. Mm. And you're like, you've got your tiny baby wrapped under his paw, you know, like, oh, they're going to be grown up together. It's like, stop. You'll probably eat your child. Yeah, but, <laughs> and, and by the way, the majority of those dogs are beautiful little dogs and they're very friendly and they're perfectly yeah, fine. But I've been bitten loads of times by dogs, yeah. loads of times in my job. Yeah. And it's just, you know, one of those things, you know, I, I've been, I had an Alsatian bite and I had a Jack Russell bite, actually, two of them. Um, but um, I would never have my small children around um, those big. And how did you dogs. end up? How did you end up getting bitten so many times in your line of work? Oh, I'm a postwoman. Oh, you're the, oh, you're the postwoman. That's and the postwoman. I do apologise. I'm the postwoman. That's me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the postwoman. Nile, so, Nile. You know, I were talking about dangerous dogs. I got terrorised for about two months by a tiny dog called Tiny, who was the size of your shirt. <laughs> he was terrorising you. He was like a piranha with fur. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is one of the risks of the job, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, I got bitten by an Alsatian, and it left kind of like a massive bruise. But okay. I don't know. I feel the dog was, he, he didn't get, get through. What, just, what, do people leave the dogs in their front gardens? Some people do. I got bitten by Jack Russell because they had to get a, they, this, the Jack Russell sliced my finger open. Um, oh, God. He jumped up. He jumped up with heart of a lion, this little guy, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a cantankerous little thing. They had to put a, a post box up in the gate for me. And when I put my hand in to hand the mail to her son, the dog jumped up about, like, you know, yeah. Four feet off the ground. See, you see the problem with dogs is they, they, they become protective of their owners and you putting yeah, your hand they, in, they thought you were attacking or whatever. Yeah. And the owner the owner would have their, their their arm around this massive dog's neck saying, oh, I don't know what's wrong with him, he's never like this. And the dog is spitting, drooling, trying to get at you. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he's very, he's never He's normally like very dog. friendly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I swear he won't bite you. And I'm like, did he tell you that over dinner or something? Yeah. And what do you, what do you say to people? And, and, look, and on a very sad note, you know, another child has lost yeah. his life in the UK. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even understand the logic of buying a dog, which is a dangerous dog, in the first place. And, and a week later, leaving a baby on the floor beside it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all or how but that I even happens. These, some of these people, though, they, and you have to admit it, they treat their dogs like their most precious possession and not their baby. Mm. Do you yeah. know, you know, the yeah. dogs are, you know, the dogs are like, oh, look, my dog, they special collars on them and you'd obviously the uncle is walking with about three staffies you know yeah um down the road and i cross over straight away and i've, I've seen them set those dogs on cats they yeah. think it's hilarious yeah they let the they let the lead off and, and they do the sadly the, the staffies have a bad reputation not only because of you know their, their their i suppose their stature and their strength but also you know i'm not saying all the individuals who own them but some individuals no, own them. Not all, it's the not type all. of individual that owns yeah. them sometimes yeah, and I know some people who have like the dangerous breeds of dog and the good dogs people. are the prize. Yeah. yeah, the dogs are the prize possession, you know, and you know, and you know that they love their dogs. But like, you know, you're you're not going to know when your dog turns at any time. Yeah, any time. I I had um, I had a dog bite my son. Right. Would you believe? Yeah, he bit my son, and I, I you know, he, I had to adopt him out to another family member who didn't have kids who knew that my dog wasn't usually a bad dog. Yeah. If she was a cocker spaniel. So in other words, the rule is when you have young children, I mean, and you're picking a dog, pick a dog that's not going to do too much damage if it does. I mean, some of them though, they're massive, like aren't they? And their mouths are like I'm. I'm just terrified if I go into someone's house and I see any of those kind of dogs, like staffies or anything like that, and I'm the same. They have to pull. You have when they have to pull, and I love dogs now. I'm a dog lover, but when they have to pull the lead back, you know, sugar. I know, and and you're right. They got those big wide mouths and massive muscles on their jaws. Yeah, they do. And I had one in the garden one time, and and it was in the garden, but I didn't see it. It was a speckledy brown one, but had the wide mouth. 
And I got in the gate and kind of like just pulled the gate out and went to walk up to the door and then I heard the low growl and I thought, I'm oh out of here. God, yeah. this is it now if I don't make it back over the wall. Right. He's going to get me, you know. Oh, so, I'm sorry. It's a perilous job and you have. I'm telling you, it's brilliant. I should bring one of those those GoPros with me someday. And, yeah, um, you should. And record it. <laughs> Listen, Anne, it's been lovely talking to you again. Thanks very much indeed. I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you. Bye. There you go. And the post lady. It's a perilous job being a post lady or a postman for that matter. And you're going to let people have dogs in their front garden. Think of your postie, by the way, when you have a dog. Don't leave it in the front garden, for God's sake. Let me go to, uh, or to John. John, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, John? Hello, Niall. How are you doing, John? Uh, now, you've been twi- bitten twice. Twice by a family dog, yeah. It's, uh, it's a male shifter's dog that we have. Yeah. We have it over yeah. 11 years. Yeah. And about two years ago, my wife had a habit of... Um, keeping the dog in the bed and I came in from work went to pet the dog leaned down to pet the dog and he just grabbed me by the lip and now they're small time. little dogs too weren't they yeah, they're yeah. small dogs yeah. yeah they had me by the lip for about 30 seconds I'll never forget the feeling and he, oh he bit your lip he got me he held on to my lip for about 30 oh, seconds geez. he had me in a lock and eventually got him off and my lip was getting the blood and had to go to the A&E yeah and then a couple of months later um, I, I wouldn't be near the dog anymore. I sort of backed away from him all the time. A couple of months later, I was asleep one night and she had him at the bottom of the bed and I turned in my sleep and next of all, I felt this bite on my leg and he had me by the toes and I woke up in a panic, you know, you startled out of your sleep Yeah. and I just remember saying to her, I've no toes, I've no toes and I was shaking and um, the blood, I put my foot down on the pillow and the blood was everywhere again. And um, I said, that, that that dog has to go. But um, my wife wouldn't allow the dog to go because she, uh, she loved, the, loved dog. the dog so much. Yeah. And uh, my wife has since died. I'm sorry um, to hear that. But my, my yeah. condolences to you on the last year, wife. I know she yeah. only died recently. Yeah. And so I'm left with the two dogs now. We have we have two shifters. One of them is lovely. Very placid. You could, you know, you could go up and you could give him a kiss on the cheek or, yeah. you know, stroke him on the head. He wouldn't go near you. But the other one, I would never allow him near my face again. Never. Yeah, um, I he's, also been, he's also a bit one of my sons as well. But the sons love him, and the vet advised me to put him to sleep. But um, the sons wouldn't allow me to do it, you know. And what about could you could you get him rehomed or something like that? Um, he's sort of a needy dog, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, he's sort of used to us, and um, I just don't think so. But he just I've thought about muzzling him, but he's, then he, he frets that much when you put a muzzle on him. But it, it's horrible because none of my sisters will call to the house because they're afraid of him. Um, I have two grandkids. When they call, I have to make sure he's at the back. And but that's not acceptable. He, you can't continue like that. Yeah, he, he frets that much when he's at the back that he's scraping on the patio door to get back in. He's frothing at the mouth. He's very, you know, needy dog. But but like people don't call because they're they're literally petrified of him. And he's seen what he did to my. And you thought about even getting him. Tra- I, I, how old is the dog? He's 11. He's a bit probably... I know they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, uh, but I do know there's some good trainers out there who... And my son adopted a dog going back about two years, three years ago. It was a Yorkshire Terrier and it had come from a very bad home. And the dog was very vicious. Uh, When I say very vicious, he brought him over to the house and the dog pinned me into a corner and I was terrified. I thought the dog was going to... He was growling at me and I kept saying, Curtis, can you get this dog away from me? Get the dog away from me. I was terrified of it. Now, because they've they've treated it with kindness and affection and they've looked after it and trained it, the dog is wonderful. So you can teach old dogs yeah, new tricks, but right? Even, even Niall, if I'm in the kitchen and I walk into the front room unexpectedly and he's sitting on the sofa beside my son, he goes ballistic. He, he starts growling at me or he do it to my other son as well. And it's, and you're looking at him and you're, you're saying, you're here every day with me, you know who I am, why are you doing this? Um, it's just such an easy dog. I don't and know and I know, I know. In respect of your late wife, you want to probably try and keep the dogs because you don't, you don't want her to be thinking yeah. up there looking down and she going, "Why did you get rid of me, dog?" But in yeah. saying that, if it's if it's a bit your lip and obviously did serious damage and bit your toes and did serious damage, you no. Know, so the, the people yeah. at work when I went into work the next day, they were like, "I hope you put it down," and I was like, "No, she won't let me." And they were like, "What? She won't let you?" So, yeah. You know. Catch a grip <laughs> if he does well, that. He, well, even if he didn't want to get it put child. to sleep, I, I would definitely... I mean, there are, you know, dog rescue centres that will take dogs that are a little bit of a risk like that. And, you know, maybe they get them retrained or find a home of somebody who maybe, you know, have more time to train it or look after it or, you know, whatever. You know, I, it, you don't necessarily have to get, but I get it put to sleep. 
but I certainly wouldn't be keeping it in the house if you have grandchildren coming over and you believe it's a risk. You have your sister-in-law or whatever it is that comes over and won't even come into the house because it's terrified of the yeah. dog. You, no. could, you can't keep a dog like that. You just can't. Yeah, no, and the reason I rang in is it's not always big dogs. Like, no, of course not. Dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And, My, you know, mind you, the one thing I will say is thankfully it's only a Shih Tzu because if it grabbed yeah. you by the lip, if that had been a bigger dog like a Rottweiler or a Shepherd or a Staffy or something more powerful, it might have been more than your lip that was gone. <laughs> you I, tell, I tell you, Niall, I never forget that feeling of his teeth being Oh, I can imagine, lip. I can imagine. And, you know, for at least 30 seconds, I couldn't, he sort of locked me. Yeah. And I just thought I'd have no lip left. But thank God it was only needed some stitches. Yeah, because they've got smaller teeth, I suppose. Yeah. And it just went yeah, through your yeah. lip, I suppose. You got a few stitches. But look, yeah. I, I wish you well. My recommendation is you find a new home for that dog. It's not worth the stress to keep a dog that you're terrified of. One of, one of my mates said he, I should take him and get his teeth taken out. Oh, well, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend that. I, don't, I think that'd be just cruel. Uh, but certainly yeah. find another, I would try and find a home for the dog rather than putting the dog asleep because I know it's probably the, that's, not the, that's the last resort really, isn't it? Uh, find a new home for the dog or, and somebody who's willing maybe to put the time into training the dog and it'll be better even though it's an older dog. Now, let me just go to uh, Brenda and Alex. <clears throat> Pardon me, because they're part of a rescue that rescues bull breeds. Uh, good afternoon to you. Hi, now. Hi, now. How are you? Now, bull breeds are getting a bad reputation. There's certainly a stigma attached to them. A lot of the time, it's the owner's problem, uh, the owner's fault. But they are powerful dogs, and they can do a lot of damage. And we've seen that, of course, time and time again with stories in the newspaper with young children being killed or whatever it happens it is. So what is it that you guys do, exactly? Um, Well, we set up our rescue um, in 2017 in response to the fact that there were so many bull breeds in pounds all around Ireland, just being left behind and yeah. being mutinized, especially in Dublin. And um, so we, when we set up, um, you know, again, we're res- we, we rescue all breeds of dogs, mm-hmm. but it just so happened that we identified that the bull breeds were the ones who were in the most need. And um, is so, that because people buy them and don't yeah. realize the responsibility yeah. you need for this particular breed of dog? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. You know, um, one of the main problems is that there's an overbreeding, unregulated breeding going on in this country. And, um, for example, if you buy an American XL Bully or an American Pitbull Terrier from a breeder, there's no home check done. There's mm. no identification. So I've heard about these home. XL Bullies. So these, I've seen a yeah. picture. They just look like a massive muscle. They're a very they're, strong breed. Yeah, they're absolutely amazing dogs. We actually mm. have one. We have several at the moment, but we have one that we rescued. Now, which which week. ones are these? Sorry, Brenda, or maybe Alex, you could answer this question if yeah. you can. Wait, Alex, which one of these breeds of dogs? There's a few of them that are illegal in the UK, and I know a lot of them came from the UK into Ireland because, of course, they were illegal to breed them in the UK. Which <laughs> breeds are illegal in the UK? Uh, well, I know pitbulls um, are illegal in the in the UK, and over because I know when you were talking earlier on, Ali, you were saying like about the dangerous breeds. They're actually just restricted breeds that we have in Ireland, not dangerous breeds. It's just restricted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I think. But are they not restricted because because of the statistics, which will show us that unfortunately they've been involved in fatalities or they've been involved in dangerous attacks? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, they have. They have been. Yeah. Statistics are out there, but. I mean, for us, I suppose, now, when we take these, we take these dogs from people who maybe went out and bought them, got them off a friend, did whatever. No matter what breed of dog you have, if you don't put the time and effort into that dog, mm-hmm. accidents can happen. It was so horrendous what happened to that poor child. Yeah. And for us as a rescue, we actually don't rehome our dogs with young children in the home. Not for the fact that there could be an accident with the dog. It's because some children aren't brought up properly how to behave around a dog. And if you put a child in with a big dog, obviously with a toddler, they might go over, pull a tail, pull an ear, you know, mm, yeah. touch the dog maybe in a place that they don't want. I have like three dogs and even when my child was born, everyone was telling me to get rid of my two. But I got a baby dog that cried. I put all the plans in place before my child came back home from the hospital. Mm. So my dogs were aware there was going to be changes before my child came And what, what sort of dogs do you have yourself? Um, I have, um, at the moment I have an Akita cross, a Whippet and a Yorkshire, I lost my other dog in January, but when my daughter was born, I had a Collie and I had a Greyhound. See, th- and, so here's the thing as well, Collies, yeah. although the Staffies get the bad reputation, Collies, according to the statistics in Ireland, are the most likely dog to bite. Um, That's very, yeah, it is to where people, and again, that's yeah. a statistic, but I have to say, for mine, personally speaking, my mm. dog, like, she passed away after 14 years there in January, but she was so protective over my daughter, 
And but again, I've brought my child to how to behave around dogs. But you know, would, would, it, would it be fair to say, uh, and I think it is fair to say, that some breeds are just probably, for people who don't have the time, shouldn't be recommended as a, you know, a first family pet when you've got young babies. Because yeah. as much as, say, a poodle or a Bichon Frise or uh, a little Westie or whatever it is, they're just as equally likely to bite a child, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, and be yeah. unpredictable. But unfortunately, if a Staffy bites a child, it's game over. Yeah, and we have yeah. to take that into consideration that these breeds are probably not suitable, you know, when you have a baby in the house as a first family pet. Would would yeah. you both agree with that? Well, we'd say, Niall, um, in relation, we've never homed any adult dog of any breed for no. young children. That's yeah. our blanket policy. Yeah. No matter if they're a Shih Tzu, a Bichon, or um, an American Pitbull Terrier. Mm. And as Alex was saying, it's the American Pitbull Terrier that is banned in the UK. Um, he's on the banned list of dogs in the UK. And um, Why isn't he banned Ireland, here in Ireland, by the way? Why aren't they banned? Um, we have a restricted breed list in Ireland. So that means that a whole group of dogs, including the Rottweiler, German Shepherd, they have to be walked publicly. Over on, over uh, 16 years of age, muzzled yeah, and never, not off lead. Yeah. Never off lead. And that's what responsible ownership is all about. Yeah. It gets back now to the overbreeding in this country. Um, lack of home checks being done by pounds, by the way. Pounds who do release dogs. Mm-hmm. of um, restricted breeds um, to the public. Um, but you know what, you know what obsessed me? When I, when, I, when I do this topic, and I've d- done it so many times over the years, when, particularly when something like this happens, when a young child is killed, right? And every time I do it, people send me in photographs on WhatsApp, and I see them coming up on yeah. the screen over the last hour, of their babies sprawled asleep across a staffy. And, no. and I'm going... Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. Why? I mean, why? Because the dog, I know yeah. you love your dog and I know you trust your dog and the dog is probably beautiful yeah. and wonderful. But all it takes is a split second for the dog, to, the baby, stick her finger in the dog's ear or something like that or in yeah. the dog's eye I, I and think, the dog reacts. Yeah, I think now what you'll find is that people, not only in Ireland, but across the world who own a bull breed, um, they become advocates and champions for this breed of dog because they are the most maligned, misrepresented um, breed of dog out there. Um, and as you said earlier in the show, it's the person at the other end of the lead. That's mm. the person who's ultimately and completely responsible Absolutely. for the welfare and the behaviour of that dog. The dogs that we take, the majority of them are all adult dogs. They've gone through abandonment, starvation. They've gone through abuse. We took a dog last week that was locked up in a bathroom mm, and it was okay. being whipped around the head. And he's the most beautiful, gentle, um, unfailingly loyal dog that you could ever just believe some people a thousand percent. But now there's just one one thing that you mentioned. I know you referred to it a few times. If you go on the internet and you could spend probably days on the internet looking up various different statistics, yeah. and the statistics are only as good as the person that gathers them. Yeah. And for the audience, it's intended for. So even while you were on air, you know, I was googling other sites. Like was, was kind of contradicting an awful lot of things. I got this. I got this to stats this morning. I, I got it from the CDC because I used a bigger mm-hmm. sample size. America, of course, is a bigger sample Absolutely. size. Absolutely. And if you go on to the American um, Kennel Association or one of the mm. many, many organisations in America and in the UK, they refute a lot of those statistics. I'm looking at another one here. I'm looking at another one here. Dogbite.org, and this yeah. is from 2005 to 2017. Yeah, and and, and again, yeah. again, they we this is about fatalities. Okay, more so yeah. than instances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, it says pit bull breeds. You know, two hundred and eighty four fatalities. Yeah, which absolutely. which is more than every other breed added together. Yeah, but there's a very important point that has to be made here, and I think if you dig deeper into that, that article or other articles, it, it is absolutely understood and taken. That um, there's around 20 different dog breeds or crosses. Of course, of course, breeds, yes. That if the dog breed cannot be identified, they will automatically be called a pit bull. Pit bull breed. A I, get, pit, I get you. A, a pit bull. Okay, but look, just, just a final note because I'm, I'm running out of time. And Alex, I suppose the advice to people if you want to own a staffy or you want to own a pit bull breed, you need to be responsible about it. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to take on any breed of dog, do your research and make sure you have the time whether you're at home or I mean if you're going to work we get people messaging all the time can I foster a dog I'm leaving the house at 8 I'm not back till 6 no you can't Yeah. you know I wouldn't give you a goldfish to sit in a but you cannot leave an animal that long that's cruel 
And unfortunately, people, when COVID happened, everybody went out and bought, bought a dog. dog so, yeah, you yeah. know, the staffies are the pit bulls. And then the rescue centres are literally on their knees because we don't have the space to take all these dogs in. Then they end up going back into more shelters. And then we don't have the facility to take every single one of them out, which means that, unfortunately, dogs are being euthanized because people all wanted it when we were all at home working from home. And now life has changed and all these dogs are the ones that are going to suffer. All right, well, listen, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate the work you do, both of you, by the way, the girl, ladies, uh, who obviously go out and rescue bull reeds. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. We, I Look, I could put so many people on. I'll just play a little bit of audio just before we wrap this up here. Um, one or two of your messages that are coming in. Hi, Niall, love the show. Um, I adopted a dog two years ago. It's a Corgi Jack Russell, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't trust it as far as I could throw it. Thank you. There you go. Nobody really trusts their dogs, do they? But you can't trust a dog 100%, I suppose, really, can you? Hi, and I can't believe you actually said to that man, could you not rehome the dog after I'm buying him? Anyway, I'm I'm not defending him in any way, but Ah. I think some people, they may think they're doing well in rubbing dogs and playing with dogs, and if the dog doesn't like them, they don't Ah. like them. And I'm not saying that that was the case with that man. But I do do see it with people. They be pulling the dog's tail and they be whatever they're doing. And then next of all, when the dog snaps, you know it's the dog's fault. But it's not really; it's that person's fault. Oh, you're blaming the man now. Yeah, that's been bitten. But he has two of them, by the way. One of them is perfectly placid and fine. One has bit him on the lip. The other one's and he took his toe, or and he nearly took his toes off. And you're kind of trying to blame him. Of course, I'm suggesting he should rehome the dog. I wouldn't live in a house where a dog, where I have a fear of a dog biting me constantly all the time. She can't even invite his grandkids over or his sister-in-law is afraid to come to the house because the dog attacks her. What are you talking about? Of course I suggest. Well, which would you prefer? He put the dog down? He's not going to... Why would you want to keep a dog that you're in fear of in your house? This is silly. Of course, you should rehome him. If he's not willing or doesn't have the patience or the time or the wherewithal to get the dog professionally retrained in some way, and maybe that's not even possible, I don't know. Um, yeah, of course you should rehome the dog. I wouldn't keep it. Would you? Would you keep a dog you were afraid of? <laughs> Blaming the man. For God's sake, he doesn't sound like an irresponsible man. Anyway, commu- I, by the way, I could spend four hours talking about that today if, I'm, if I had the time. Because so many people texting in. And all of you, all, oh, please, no, stop talking about staffies like that. I'm odd. I didn't say I'm bad about staffies. <clears throat> all I said is if you own one, you have to be responsible because they're powerful dogs. And unfortunately, statistically, they're responsible for a lot more fatalities. That's just the way it is. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.